Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company, to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road, to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life. Because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives about recent important news. With us today, happy to have him back, Bernard Tudion, Chairman and CEO of HPQ Silicon Resources, the company trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol HPQ. Now, for those of you who are new to the story, HPQ is planned to become a vertically integrated producer of solar-grade silicon metal with the goal of manufacturing solar cells. Now, more than just lip service, the company's two technical partners are Pyrogenesis Canada, a global leader in plasma torch technologies, and Apple Solars, one of Apple on Solar, one of the world's leaders in renewable energies. Together, they're creating a process that already looks like it's going to reduce capital and operating costs by devastating amounts, creating advantages never seen before in the industry. Add on top of that the fact that they're greatly decreasing the carbon footprint of solar grade silicon metal and solar cells. That's where they're going. Bernard, welcome to the show. Thanks, George. So some important news uh, that you put out recently, uh, and uh, a lot of people may not be aware of how important it is because it sounds like dry data, but you announced Gen 2 attains significantly higher silicon metal production yield. That's the headline. I'll just read that. Mm -hmm. So you're obviously producing something. There's a yield. Before we get into some of the details, why is the yield so important? Okay, we have to go back to, to many explanations. Fundamentally, the yield is how much you how much of the quartz and the material, the raw material you take in, is converted to silicon metal. Right? right. Fundamentally, we've known, we've issued this, we press release this. The Gen two has physical limitation to what the yield can be reached. So a lot of the yield that uh, we're aiming through our extrapolation that we're going to get when, when, with the pilot equipment because we, the pilot equipment has been calculated to resolve all those issues. Okay, So we've proven in the past that yield is an impact on purity, that, that we've proven. We've proven that 90% conversion yield, um, uh, 90 yeah, 90% conversion yield, we should be producing 4N. That, those are data points we have. Now, what happens is that we produce, when we do test produce with the, the way the Gen 2 is set up and because of its size, we always produce three types of material. The pure silicone, which has nothing to do with its purity, but basically it's a silicone nugget. That's how we call it internally, so pure silicone. Right. And we created what's known as a silicone slag, which is composed of silicone carbide, silicone metal, some unconverted carbon and some unconverted quartz. Okay, that's normal. That's par for the game. That's perfection into it. That's that's what we expect when we do these things. Getting silicone slag when we do it. So, so before we used to talk about the overall, um, you know, conversion yield that we were getting, and we were on the right track, and the process is working good. We figured out how to play with it. Now we've decided to focus more on the pure silicone. Let me be very clear. When we talk about pure silicone, we're talking about silicone nuggets we're producing. And, and this is where the difference play. The hypothesis is 
that the pure silicone nuggets we found are an indicator for us, okay, of what's going to be the liquid silicone at the bottom of the Gen 3 reactor. That's what we're very excited about that, okay? The Gen 2 isn't big enough for us to get liquid pour, other than we have to do some special tests when we do testing. Right. So for us to be able to increase the quantity of pure silicone is a great indicator that we'll get more liquid silicone within the reactor. Now, there's a lot of you know, mumbo-jumbo science behind this. We are, yeah, I don't understand it. And we're not getting into detail. The point is this, okay? The guys at Pyro looked at our process and says, wait a minute, I think we can get a better pure silicone yield if we did XYZ modification. We did XYZ modification on Gen 2. System work. We got the results that we were anticipating, which is AKA better pure silicone production yield. We're all excited because that's a modification that was done that can be replicated to the Gen 3. And, and the, the jump was pretty significant because up until now, the best yield you have got, you had of pure silicon metals, 3.3%. You have, to, you, have, you, have to be very, you have to be very careful. We always have to, to compare apple to apple, okay? okay? So we, when we do one test, there's all a series of parameters, okay? So we have to go back and say, okay, the same parameter test done under the same operation with the only difference, the modification we did, gave us 3.3 yield, okay, right. of pure silicone. The new one gave us seven, we do, so we double it. So it leads us an indication that process will double the pure silicone yield, the liquid silicone that we want. This is what we're looking for. We're looking to make the reactor as efficient as possible as producing more liquid into it, okay? That's what we mentioned. When we mentioned pure, in our mind, it had nothing to do with the purity, whatever the purity of the material is. At this stage... Yeah, that it's only... Yeah, you're only yeah. measuring... It's not that, yeah, it's not pure. It's that you're only measuring the solar grade silicon metal. Silicon nugget. It's, it's a relationship to silicon nugget. Because right. in the past, we used to also, we used to also calculate the silicone content of the silicone slurry because sure. We'll, sure. we'll get at, at, at the field right. so Apples to apples, you're at 3.3% before. Now you're at 7%. So are you guys expecting 112% increase? Because that seems to be like, a dramatic improvement. Well, it's actually it's it's actually a doubling of the increase. It's more than double. It's more than double the yield, more than double the size. It has nothing to do. The maximum yield of the system is going to be ninety percent. Sort of irrelevant. What that tells us is that we can have a much more efficient process to convert the quartz into silicone metal. Okay. And that little modification that we've done, tested with the Gen two, should have a significant impact on the Gen three. So for us. It is, a, it is one of those R&D aha moments that are very good. We're very happy to share with our investors. And that's it. it but and we're happy about it. Now, devil's advocate. And take into account what you've already said. We know that the Gen 2 you knew had limitations because it's, you know, it's just testing, testing, and it had limitations on amount of yield and all that. So accounting for all that, we know. You're at 7% now. And obviously, you guys are very happy with that, clearly. So that's great. Um, now, devil's advocate, when you get to the, when you get to commercial production, you need to get the 90% yield. Uh, is that as big of a jump as it seems to go from seven to 90? Cause nope. that seems like one nope. hell of a jump. Or is that a case of George, if we're able to do seven during the, in our gen two testing, this tells us we should be able to hit 90 with our commercial, with our commercial stuff. We understand 
why the Gen 2 has limitation. Okay? Yeah, we've the testing got, environment. We, 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 it, no, there's more of that. There, there's size of the reactors and, and, and everything else. There, there are some physical limitations. It was a proof of commercial scalability machine. Okay? The biggest hurdle that machine helped us prove is that we can operate on a semi-continuous basis under vacuum. Nobody in the world does that. Now, once we proved this, we kept improving and testing the process and figuring out doing more things and more things and more things. And from those things, we did tons of tests that gives us incredible data points of where we are in the process. Um, very soon, I'll be coming up with a sort of like a corporate update to get people to realize all the markets that are pure VAP technologies can attack. Okay? And all I can say is the addressable market that we have Okay, each one of them, okay, is a multi-billion dollar addressable market. Okay. So the PureVap was designed as a proof of concept of really testing the vacuum system for the continuous. Then we've been using it as a benchmark, as a bench test for the Gen 3 design modification. There's a lot of design modification we've done and tested and everything else. Of course, yeah. And this was... Basically, we were like, we're at the end of the Gen 3 design assembly, all those type of things. And they come and says, wait a minute, I think I have this idea. And we could test it. Like, imagine if we had to do this on the big machine. That would be more complicated. So just the fact that we have the Gen 2 gives us that incredible flexibility. Uh, and bottom line is, you're, you're probably, it seems like, is it fair to say, you're ahead of schedule in terms of where you thought you'd be at yield just for the Gen 2 and what that will mean going forward. Is it fair to say that you know, you're further ahead say, than you thought you'd be at this point? Um, I didn't have any preconceived idea other than I thought, you know, since the beginning, I thought it was going to work. Okay. So I wasn't really worried. Right. But I, I would say this. I think the risk profile of the project has completely changed. Um, when we started this conversation in 2016, 2017, uh, my belief was if we didn't make solar grade silicon metal and we couldn't, you know, survive. And at that time, the price of silicon metal was through the roof. Um, you know, we couldn't do anything else. Now my position has completely changed. Um, I know wow. that the pure VAP process is game changing in the metallurgic field. All right. Now it's game changing in that field. So it's game changing in the solar field with our partners, Apple and everything else. Next step coming up is the pilot plant. Mm -hmm. um, where do you want to be with the pilot plant in terms of yield? Is, is that where you get to the ninety percent, or is that, or is that still no, 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 ninety percent? The reason why we move from a two hundred ton to a fifty ton, why we chose the size of fifty ton reactor, is in all the literature, in all the um, the information we have. Okay, um, there was. We were there's a curve of purity that increased with conversion yield. Okay, and, we, and I've talked about this in the past, but we basically said, you know, as we increase, we, we as we increase the, the, the production yield, it goes up. But at one point, you know, you can't exceed 100% conversion yield. Of course, and the industry uses 90%, and one of the key factors is the size of our reactor and how all the material plays into, into the reactor. And what we came up to understanding was that 50 ton was that aha moment. From that, anything above 50 ton would, have, would not give us anything regard to that yield to conversion. 
Okay. Right. So that's purely for production at that point. We have yeah, after that you're build, you're you're building an industrial machine. So building a 200 ton per year um, pilot plant is overkill. Okay, so you need a 50 ton. Right, so, a, 200 ton a 200 ton pilot plant, you can't really do anything commercial with that quantity. It's really nothing. Right. Um, are there or or so, so at 50 ton you, you reach all the material. All right. So what is so. You know, what is the goal then, given what we know now, we now know, what's the goal of the pilot plant? Well, the goal of the pilot plant is very simple. <laughs> it's basically- and that's this summer, this, the third yeah, quarter. Yeah, it's, it's, it's starting in 2019, middle of 2019. The goal, the goal of that system is to demonstrate that we now have an industrial size machine that can work seven days a week, 24 hour cycle on a repetitive formation. That's something that Gen 2 can do, but, and we understood why. And being able to, to get us to 90% conversion yield. Then we will extract from that material. We should be extracting from that material 4N. And I believe it's going to be higher than 4N that we've set. But 4N is sort of our base guideline. And then we will be able to play with different parameters to play around with the cost and everything else to figure out where we are. This is what we're going to do. And then we're going to take some of that material and send it to Apollon. And then with their partners over there, they're going to figure out how to start building a first solar cell. Then we're going to be able to say, okay, our first solar cell did 18% conversion, did 19%, 21%, 20%, 21 conversion. And then we're going to figure out, okay, how do we need to adjust the recipe and how that inter that how that uh, is going to be interlocking with the technologies that Apple right. bring us to go there. All right. So since you're talking about that, mm -hmm. give us an indication for going home what that timeline looks like. Pilot plant. To sending the material to Apple all, you know, pilot plant begins middle of the yearish, you know, Q2, Q3. How long does that process? What does that process look like before you move to the commercial stage? Um, see, I'm. You it's, know, if you have a ballpark, it's, 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 you exactly yeah, I understand what you say, but I think multiple things are going to be working into it um, because there's multiple market we we can attack, and so in the solar space, once we start producing enough, it'll be off to the guys that. You know, it might take them a few months to get our first solar cells organized, but we'll get an idea with the efficiency and everything else, and we'll improve purity. So there'll be a phase where we work on improving the purity of the material that comes out of of the the reactor. Then they'll be they'll be working on solar cells. In parallel, we'll be starting to look at new um, what are known as niche markets for the high purity silicon we produce. Uh, and by that, those are markets that may not be Bigger. See, the funny thing about silicon metal is that silicon metal isn't something you mine. It's something you transform. Right, of course. And you either have a 30,000 to 50,000 ton per year plant that makes metallurgy-grade silicon metal or an 8,000 ton to 20,000 ton per year plant that makes solar-grade silicon metal, but you have no real 50 ton plant that does, that can do specialty orders that are all high value products. Okay. Uh, and that, that's an area I really want to develop and look into it because, you know, once my pilot plant, a demonstrated works, demonstrated process go, then we go and designing the big plant. Well, I still have. And then you use a smaller plant. pilot plant to attack very niche. Very so niche market. They're just mothballing and throwing it away. That, so that 50 ton, pilot plant is going to actually have some commercial value going forward, which it's, is it's, amazing it's, rather than being jettisoned like the space shuttle in it. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's like it's, 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 this one is not going to go to like the Gen One. It's not going to go to the uh, the museum as, as we once joked. This one is going to be used to generate um, generate material for which there is a specific demand, and then we can design very specific um, uh, product line. That, that will have market interest and everything else. Pierre Carabin, he's a CTO over Pyrogenesis, had a great quote. And there are a couple of things I want to pick out of as I'm reading them. He says, mm -hmm. as a result of this, one, we further mitigate the risk of the project. Mm -hmm. Two, it's a significant issue. And by the way, this is great because third-party validation is so important. This isn't just mm -hmm. Bernard, the CEO, who you expect to say something. This is your technology partner who has a great reputation around the world. So this is big for them to say this stuff. Further mitigates, it's a significant achievement, uh, validates the decision to proceed with this middle step here. But this is what I found really interesting. We've ticked off another box in our goal to create both a low cost and green metallurgical approach to producing solar grade silicon metal. So mm -hmm. if you've ticked off another box, how many more boxes are there and do you guys as a group have any worries about the boxes going forward no it's gonna be you know how can i say this there's always skepticals in the group that says show me the money okay they want to see the result and there are some of us in the group that are more okay the data is sound and we're in the right direction i think that's that's about the only debate that we're having you know it's like a those are about the only types of debate. Um, we know that if we make 4N uh, with one ppm of boron, we will have moved the needle significantly. If we do it better than that, then we will have exceeded our goal. Um, the 4N target doesn't really um, worry me to reach for a very simplistic reason. That's good to know. I know the constraint of the Gen 2. And if with the Gen 2, we can get those type of results. Um, I know that my competitors are going to tell me there is no specific niche markets for above. Uh, I was told that by somebody at one point. But I also know that if we can do this with that, we can do other things and, and beat the crap out of them in other ways. So, and I know that there are niche markets. It's just, you know, for a company that does, you know, two, three billion dollars of sales a year, Eight nine million dollars of revenue a year, and I'm just giving those numbers hypothetically. But to be clear, niche market is not your hypothetical number because I know there's a few people that are gonna, you know. No, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I also I, want to say it's not niche markets you're going after either, because you've mentioned niche market a couple of times. But no, niche markets is the byproduct, but you're still going after the solar grade silicon metal market. Okay. You want to look at the timelines of things. Okay, let's be realistic. Sure. Timeline to solar is a bit longer. Then timeline to niche market. Got it. Okay. Okay. All of my competitors always dream of the big PEA, the big numbers, the big thing. I have this. Okay. I know I, I have that. I'm on the right track for that. If between that moment and this moment, I can, I can go and attack different niche markets that can uh, be okay. profitable, um, I would be stupid not to do it. Yeah, so you don't have to go through that big vacuous time in between with the big PEA, the big fine, you know, that a lot of resource companies. We've just run through it. We're building the pilot plan, guys. So if I can find a way to avoid that boring phase of looking at painting dry, why not? 
It's yep. the, right. like we and have the tools. And you're generating cash in the meantime. Basically, you know, as they said, she's going to show my aid for the $6 million. $6 million, man. We have the tool. We have the technology. We can build it. Last question. Based on what you now know and your the pilot plant is around the corner, um, what do you think, because, because the, the, the theme has been consistent, that you continue to mitigate risk. Mm-hmm. Which also implies that there's still some risk there. There has to be, right? No matter what. And there's still some risk until you get to the end. When do you guys think ballpark timeline, you get to that point where you're saying, yep, we've checked all the boxes, we've, pretty, we've, we've eliminated all risk, and now we can go. How, how far away do you think you are from that? Because the pilot plants are on the corner. And you know, based on my experience, um, I don't know when it is. I basically, I'm not worried we're going to get there. We're going to get there within the time frame we've designed for ourselves, which was a 12 month test period. Uh, is it going to happen the first month? Be bloody lucky. Like this, this test, it happened the first test. Okay. The results we got was first, it was one test. That's it. We didn't even bother to do more tests. We just, that test, it works fine. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. And since we know all the other parameters, it wasn't good. Uh, but you know, it's an industrial process. The first time you, you, your first time you really kick it in, you, you, you'll see. So once we, once we have the pilot plant operating seven days a week, producing material at an, around a 90% conversion yield on a regular basis for us producing standard quality of material, then I can say box check next target, big commercial plant. That, that's, that's fair enough, and I want to ask that because I can almost feel people at home mm-hmm. as they're watching this saying, yeah, how do we, you know, what, what's that timeline? Mm-hmm. Um, last words to you, I guess, because you've got all my questions answered. I think we've pretty much covered everything. For everyone watching at home, how's your level of confidence? How's Pyro's level, Apollon? How's everybody feeling? And as a result, you know, what does the second half of the year look like as we're essentially – almost in June where it just started May, but you know, we're almost there halfway through. What does the second half look like? It looks like more exciting than the first half. <laughs> <laughs> That's about all what I can say. All right. um, I love it. it. I love, leave it at that. Leave it at that. There's nothing really more to say. It's like, because all I right. can't. That's it. All right. So we'll leave it there. And you know, you know, we're going to have you back because there's so much yeah. going on. So congratulations. Oh, I, I, I'm going to take the, just one second to just to pass a little bit of a message to people that, you know, because I do read sometimes what they write, but I don't have time always to read. Um, as a part of a strategy, a marketing strategy, um, we will be going and attending meetings, hobnobbing with solar people, but we're nice. in no rush to do it right now. And I'll tell you why. This industry is full of people that had dreams that got crashed and everything else. Um, I've said in other interviews, I've studied the failures of everything else. I remember I went to a conference once in the, it was a silicone metal conferences and every company that went and presented every year, their project died afterwards. So you know what I said? That's well, a Don't j- say that. I, 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 I'm, I'm in the no is going to die also. No, well, basically, I have no rush to go present. When I'm going to go present is after right. the pilot plan is operated. Got it. And, you know, everything is working. It's not that I have any doubt. It's just I don't want to jinx it. That's it. You know, I'm yeah, good things take time, and I think uh, I think you're taking the right approach. And you've got two great partners, Pyrogenesis and Apple Law, who have taken that same approach, and that's why they're so successful, and the three of you make a great team. So, uh, yeah, nobody, nobody in this group rushed into anything measure not twice 
measure 10 times, cut once. I think that's what you guys are doing. So congratulations, Bernard, on this latest achievement. Thank you. You've been watching Bernard Turiel, Chairman and CEO of HPQ Silicon Resources, trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol HPQ. To know more about the company, get to Agoracom, punch the company's name or stock symbol, get all the information you need, great profile information, watch previous videos, ask questions. Bernard actually reads that stuff. Post your questions, Bernard will read it, but give your answers, and that kind of access uh, says to me that Bernard's very confident about where he's going. So do your due diligence. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.